0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Magic in the Moon podcast. As always I'm your host David and I'm excited to be back with you this week. I know um, I didn't post an episode last week and I'm sorry I apologize. Um, I had exams for school and my attention was elsewhere and I just did not have the time to make um, an episode that I would have been proud of. So I appreciate you waiting a little bit longer than normal but i'm excited to get back to it because i'm doing something i've never done on the show before and i'm doing a QA episode so a few of you sent some questions in and this is i didn't really ask uh for questions recently but these are just questions that have kind of accumulated um over the past few months on instagram um even our email and i'll put the link to both of those in the description of the episode. But if you would like to follow Magic and the Moon on Instagram, it is at magic underscore and underscore the underscore moon. And magic is spelled M A G I C K. And if you'd like to email me, you can do so at magic and the moon podcast at gmail.com. And magic again is spelled M A G I C K. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you think about the episodes, any questions or comments you might have. And I would love to talk to you and get to know you. So with that being said, um, I'm going to spend some time answering your questions. And I want to say, as with anything, these are my own personal thoughts. These are not um, reflective of the views of any particular tradition or path. These are my own opinions, right? Okay, so the first question, this um, this person said, how do I tell someone I'm a witch? And um, I want to say that this there's no right or wrong answer. Um, It's going to vary widely by circumstance. It's a very situational uh, type of question. So the right response to someone um, might not be the same for someone else. And that's okay. But the the person that actually wrote the question to me, they said, how do I tell my parents? They specifically said, how do I tell my parents I'm a witch? I just want to say, I want everyone to be safe. Um, I want you to be physically safe. I want you to be emotionally, mentally, and spiritually safe. So what I would say is if you are in a situation where you think that your parents would react negatively to that information about you, I would say don't tell them. And that I'm not saying that you should, you know, lie or be dishonest or deceptive, but I am saying look out for yourself, protect yourself, protect your well-being. So, you know, if your parents are just very conservative, very religious, and you think that they would respond poorly and you think it would negatively impact, you know, your home life, your dynamic with your parents, maybe it would be better not to tell them. You know, I don't know your situation, so I'm not telling you what to do. But particularly if you were a minor, if you were not an adult, and you were living with your parents, and you were dependent on them, you are reliant on them for your livelihood and your well-being, I would say unless you know 100% for sure that they're going to respond in a way that is positive, I would say it might be best to either not tell them or to tell them when you are financially established and when you are not relying on them to meet your basic needs. Um, if you need help, if you need you know, resources, please contact me and I'll do what I can. I will um, be happy to talk to you about it more specifically if you have further questions. But I would say just as a general kind of answer, if you were in a situation where it would not be safe you know physically, mentally, emotionally safe for you to tell someone that you're a witch, I would say don't tell them. Because first and foremost, it's not your business. You know what I mean? It's not their business, rather. Like you're you not obligated to share that with someone, you know, for no reason. Um if you again if it's safe to do so and if you would like to and you trust that person, of course. Yeah, tell them. You know, there um I most people in my life that I'm close to know that um I'm a witch. Um But with that being said, there are people that I don't volunteer that information to, you know, but again, I'm in my 20s. I don't live with my family, so it's not quite the same situation. But I would say, and and this applies to anyone. If it's, you know, a boss, a coworker, um, anybody, you know, in your life, you don't really have to disclose that if you don't want to. I would say the exception to that is if it is an intimate partner, if it's, you know, a boyfriend, girlfriend, a partner, a spouse. Husband, wife, et cetera, that's pretty important. (laughs) Um, But hopefully, you know, if you were at that level of a commitment with someone, that love and trust should be there. And hopefully, you could share that, you know, openly with them. But again, if you think that it would put you in some type of danger, you know, if that's physical or if it's just mental and emotional, I would say just be aware of the impact of that choice and be aware of who you're telling and just be safe. Excuse me. Oh, sorry, I had to get some water. Okay, so the next question, um, this next question says, I'm a man and I am uncomfortable with a goddess-centered worship, what should I do? And I'm gonna be really blunt, everyone, so if this offends you, you know, I'm not trying to offend anyone, but I'm just going to be very direct. I think that this is a sexist and misogynistic question. Um, With that being said, if you are a man, you absolutely can be a witch. You can absolutely be in the crafts. There are many, many traditions that allow, in fact, I would say the majority of um, magical traditions do allow men, you know. From the very beginning you know there was the hermetic order of the golden dawn um was a lot of women but um, was mostly men um most forms of wicca except men and women uh the minoan brotherhood is a craft tradition that is specifically for uh gay and bisexual men and th- there are many paths so I- i'm not saying that because you want a male-oriented path that you're a sexist that's not what i'm saying i'm saying because you are innately uncomfortable with the reference of the feminine that is sexist. I don't know you, I don't know what your values are, so I'm not trying to like attack your character or anything, but I would say if your first thought when you encounter something that is revering the feminine, if your first reaction is to be uncomfortable, um, I would say that there is some misogyny going on. I would say that I would encourage you to kind of take a step back and look inward, and try and examine those beliefs. What about women in power makes you uncomfortable? What about the reverence of a female divinity makes you uncomfortable? Um, that That's kind of my question, and I say that as a man, um, and my, my tradition um, reveres a god and a goddess equally, more or less. There There is not one That is seen as greater or better than the other they are both given significance and prominence uh we don't interact with them in the same way um but they are not seen as being better than the other and it's very much uh an equal footing of both men and women doesn't mean that the practice and the roles are the same necessarily but we are treated the same we we believe that we are all the same and equal before the gods um But with that being said, even if you are a man, and if you become a priest of my tradition, if you are not comfortable bowing to the goddess, it is not for you. I will say that. Um, Not every tradition is for everyone, and that's okay. But if you are not comfortable with women, with the feminine, I would say that there's a deeper issue going on. Um, But if you meant well, and if you just mean that you want something that is for men, there are options for that as well. And I would just encourage you to do some research with that. Next question, and um, I'm not gonna take the same amount of time for all these questions just because they don't all require it. There are some different uh, depths (laughs) of responses um, to each. Um, But the next question, I'm gonna try and get through as many as I can. Um. The next question says, what are your thoughts on prayer? That's a really cool question. I've never been asked that before. That's really cool. Um, and again, I speak, you know, only for myself because not every, you know, magical practitioner is going to view prayer the same way because we don't all view divinity the same way. Um, for me, my path is very much a devotional path. Um, I pray a lot you know i i think of you know my gods as being literal gods i don't think of them as you know a projection of the psyche or the collective unconsciousness i don't think of them as being like archetypes or you know metaphors for the human experience not that there's anything wrong with thinking of divinity in that way i'm just saying that i don't i i think of my gods as being literal actual gods um so I, I pray often. Um, prayer for me is not something that's very formal, you know. I don't really formalize it or ritualize it. Um I believe that, you know, my gods are everywhere all the time, that they're always with me and I kind of go about my life in a way where I I'm not necessarily actively thinking about that all the time because obviously like I have other things to do <laughs> and think about in my life, but I Always have an awareness of their presence. I always have that knowing that they're always there, um, and I think that I can engage with them and speak to them at any time. I don't believe that divinity is something that is separate from me or anyone. You know, I think that the gods are in me and they're in you and they're in the air and the earth and everywhere all the time. Um, you know, there are some traditions, particularly uh, some sects of christianity you know where there's a pastor there's a priest that you have to go to who can kind of speak to god on your behalf or even if you're in more of a protestant christian situation you don't have that um I still kind of believed that you you pray to god through jesus um not saying that jesus isn't god to a christian um but just to say that like there's still kind of that idea that you can't go to god the father directly that jesus is the intercessor for humanity. And again, I'm not saying that's a bad thing to do if you believe that. Um, I don't personally, but um, I I don't believe that anyone has to go to the gods for me, is what I'm saying. I think that I can speak to them and pray to them anywhere, any time, for any reason. And I kind of rest my life on that. Um, And that's not to say that I don't do so with reverence and respect um but i don't feel like i have to like go to a certain place or wear a certain thing or do a certain you know repetition of certain words um do i sometimes of course you know there are often times when i'm praying you know bowed at the altar with candles lit do i do that every time no definitely not i don't i wouldn't even say that i do that most of the time um you know, I'll pray during ritual often. You know, I often incorporate prayer into ritual, but I would say that I don't. That's that's the exception, not the rule. Um, I might be praying when I wake up and I haven't got out of bed yet, or when I'm driving in the car, or when I'm cooking or doing dishes, or when I'm working on assignments for school, or when I'm at my job or wherever. You know, um, it's kind of just a a constant communication. I don't. when i say constant communication i don't mean like oh i'm just so high and mighty and i'm always talking to the god that's not what i'm saying i'm not trying to say that i'm just saying that i i go through life knowing that i can be in communication with them whenever i would like to or whenever i need to hopefully that makes sense um not trying to say that I'm like the mythical chosen one and I'm just talking to the gods all the time. (laughs) Um, That's what I think on prayer. Um, I, not that I'm trying to say that divination is akin to prayer because obviously that's a very different and distinct practice, but it is something I will incorporate into prayer sometimes. You know, I'll have um, more so if I'm reading divination for myself. I I, don't, I wouldn't really pray if I was reading for someone else let's say he like specifically asked me to but um, I would never assume that. but oftentimes if it's for myself, if I'm reading tarot for myself specifically, I will pray beforehand you know I'll ask um, you know the gods for their wisdom that I will receive whatever message that they would like for me to receive. I'll pull the cards and do the reading and I will kind of spend some time just thinking and meditating on that about, you know, what it can be and how it applies to my life my situation at the time. And then, you know, I'll kind of pray asking just for clarification and for understanding of whatever I was meant to know. Um, that's kind of what I think about that as far as prayer goes. Okay, the next question says, what is the nature of divinity? Ooh, well that's that's a very large question. That's a very um existential and philosophical question, and people have been trying to answer that for thousands of years. Thousands of years. Um so we're not gonna get that answer in a 30-minute podcast, unfortunately. Um I will do my best to give my thoughts on this, and this is most likely gonna be the longest uh response time for a question in this episode because that's that's a really big question. excuse me. So, um, I will say this is my opinion on my personal view of the nature of divinity at this time. Um, my perspective on this has changed a lot over the years. I'm sure it will continue to change in the future. So, excuse me. Um, I would say, okay, this is going to be kind of a a wild ride, but we'll we'll go there. So, I I mentioned this briefly in the question about prayer, but I I think of my gods as being literal, actual gods. You know, I don't think that they're metaphors. I don't think that they're, you know, a psychological phenomenon. Can they engage in a psychological way? Of course, but I like I think they're actual, literal, distinct um, divinities. Um, and I would say that I kind of think of them in a monistic way, and that's not, that's not monotheistic, it's a different word, and if, uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to explain this in a way that's more, um, layman's terms. I'm, I am a religious studies scholar, so, like, I kind of have these big words floating in my head that are, like, from textbooks that probably are not helpful, <laughs> because, I know if I wasn't taking a particular class, I wouldn't know what they mean. Um, again, that's not to say that I like, I know big words and you don't, (laughs) that's just to say that like, they're not common. And, uh, I've only known these words for a few months. So what monism means is, um, it's kind of the belief or the philosophy rather that, the way, at least in the religious context, it means the way we experience divinity um, is kind of pr- multiple reflections of the same truth. And here, I'll, I'll give you the analogy that I was that was taught to me. So, um, there's the sun, and the sun is shining light on the earth, and it's. Sunlight, it's bright, it's warm, it casts a shadow. There are things that we can know about it because of how we experience it. But if you hold up like a diamond, for for example, some kind of translucent crystal, if you hold the diamond up and you let it catch the sunlight, the light is going to refract and it's going to look different. It's going to have different sizes and shapes. It's going to project in different ways. It's going to hit different objects. It's going to cast different shadows. It might even be different colors but it's still the same light, if that makes sense. So how that applies to a view of divinity is like, if God is the sun, we're all experiencing the sun in a different way. It's warmer to some, colder to others, it looks different, it's differently colored, it has different characteristics, and but it's all still the sun. So um, I'll use the Like for me you know maybe it's karnanos or pan or horus or whatever what have you um, insert god name here if all of those are you know the different beams of light coming from the diamond the god is the sun behind it if that makes sense and likewise you know, if the goddess right, right if it's hekate or isis or diana shakti Brigid, whoever all of those are these different little views of light that are being reflected out of the diamond and the goddess is the sun um, that's kind of how i think of it that's how i kind of conceive of it i do think that all goddesses are the, the goddess i do think that all gods are the god um but with that being said i I don't necessarily think that everyone worshiping every God is worshiping my gods. Um, that's kind of a hard distinction to make, but here's the best way I can kind of think to explain it. So like, I think that all gods are the god, meaning that if I am working with Kronenos or um, Pan or Zeus, I think those are all manifestations of the same God. And like, um, Which is why i I don't really care to make distinctions of their names i don't really have a preference of like you know they're called this by this pantheon or whatever i just that's just not really the way that i think of them saying that they're all expressions of the same divinity both the goddess and the god for me so that's why i say all goddesses are the god excuse me that's why i say all the goddesses are the goddess and all the gods are the god um But the reason I say that not everyone worshiping every God or worshiping them is because if uh, someone goes to a Christian church, they pray to Jesus, they're not praying to my God. They're praying to a very separate and distinct and specific, you know, Judeo-Christian concept of divinity. Can someone think that that's a manifestation of the God? Yes, of course. I, I would say that it is. But the distinction is intention they're not intending to do that. So likewise, if someone is, perhaps, you know, they are uh, a Hindu and they're praying to, I do will say Kali for this example. Is that a manifestation of the goddess? I would say yes. And depending on what sect of Hinduism they're part of, they might even agree with that as well. But it, it comes down to intention. Are you acknowledging like oh this is one particular beam of light from the sun that is this ultimate divinity or do you think that they're separate and distinct and that's a question that i can't answer because everyone's views are different but um that's what i think that is um my view of the nature of divinity at this point in time will that change probably so um i've gone through different uh kind of journeys with my spirituality i've been hardcore monotheist i've been um kind of a loose polytheist at one point um i this is kind of my understanding of divinity at the moment um it's based on some teaching and things i've learned and read and have been taught but also a lot of that it's just been my personal experience um but yeah that's kind of a loaded question i know that i kind of went all over the place with that but that was (laughs) a really big question and um looks like i might have time for maybe one more question and this last question says how did you get involved with witchcraft that's a good question um i've answered this a little bit before um and some other episodes but uh, i'll kind of give the abridged version here so um, i was actually raised Christian, as I'm sure many of us were, um, and I'm uh, I'm in the United States, so the ma- vast majority of people uh, are Christian here, particularly the part of the country that I live in. So um, I was in a very kind of fundamentalist evangelical church, and I, as I got older, I wasn't fond of that. Um, I found a lot of errors theologically as I went into university and started learning about you know, theology and other religions and other faiths learned a bit. Like I didn't really feel as if the Bible held up as true. Um, and I couldn't really get behind a God that was supposed to be loving yet would condemn people to hell for no reason other than they were born into the wrong religion, things like that. Um, so I, ended up leaving the Christian church for a lot of reasons and kind of just wandered a bit because I had very much encountered God and loved God and believed in God, but it, I didn't think that the God described in the Christian Bible was true. So I kind of just went on this journey of learning and researching a lot of stuff. Um, I definitely felt resonance with witchcraft because I loved the idea of just being autonomous and being strong for yourself and standing in your own power. And so much of the Christianity I was brought up in was about telling you what to do, telling you how to live, telling you what to think and believe. So witchcraft to me offered a path of personal freedom that I really didn't feel before. Um, Eventually through just some experiences I had had with The goddess coming to me and revealing themselves to me and experiencing divinity in a different way Um, on top of just like doing some research and things i found uh, wicca i specifically found um, btw british traditional wicca and kind of looked into stuff and found a coven and that's kind of what i'm doing now and um, i'll say this the, the, the path of the witch and whichever tradition that you are part of if any path of the witch is not easy. <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart. Um, it's, it's hard to kind of walk the wild, unknown path of finding your own way and finding your truth and finding your gods for yourself and standing in that. And it's not for everyone. So the, the ones that do it and commit to it and follow it, I commend you and I respect you because you have to be a really strong person um, to be able to do that and um that got way deeper <laughs> and more um more personal than i was kind of expecting it to but i really enjoyed that i enjoyed sharing these answers with you i hope that they helped you get to know me a little bit and just gave you some different perspective on things um i'm not going to do q a episodes all the time but i would like to do them periodically so you can send those in to uh at magic underscore and underscore the underscore the moon at instagram or of course the email which is magic in the moon i'll include both of those in the description of the episode but i enjoyed our time together this week and i will see you all next time